are. Totally valid. Cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you have your cup. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. This makes me with my tea, my yummy tea. Cool. Um, so mm -hmm. welcome to Cup of Gen, everyone. Um, I'm really excited. This is episode seven now. Whoop whoop. Um, and I'm just really pumped because my friend Kathy is actually here. And it's really cool how we met um, because we met online, like over the internet. <laughs> That's like the new world that we're in where we can I know. Meet online. We can actually meet on Instagram. So hi, Kathy. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Say hi. Um, so where are you coming to us from right now? Well, I live in Houston, but I am currently in our most beach, California. Uh, okay. So enjoying a little holiday over here. Yeah. Okay. So you're there for like a little holiday. That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in between uh, different speaking engagements and I was like, I'm just going to hang out here for, for some days um, uh, before, uh, before this weekend. So super excited. Oh, perfect. I love that you're there because I wish I was there. It's uh, in Vancouver right now. It's pouring rain. So oh. <laughs> like, I looked outside and I was like, she's going to be coming to me from California. And this is what I have to deal with today. But oh, yeah. Better. When we're done here, I'm headed to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get that tan on. I love it. Um, you know, it's funny though, because you're from Texas. So I have this mug and it's got like the Texas. Yes, the state. <laughs> And I'm just so excited about it because um, I went to Texas a few years ago now um, uh -huh. to visit my friends Haley and Willem and they got married down there and my friend Jenna got me this mug while I was there. I went to, I didn't go to Houston, well actually I was in Houston probably just at the airport and then I went to Dallas actually but okay. yeah, yeah. It's super fun. It's like I just, Texas is such a vibe. I'm sure you're used to it because you're from there but I love Texas. <laughs> Oh, I really like it. Well, I moved there a couple of years ago. So I'm from Miami, Florida is where I like grew up most of my life. And then, uh, and then went to Houston for, for work. So most people now know me as like a Texan, but I'm like, eh, it's only been four years. Uh, still getting adopted. <laughs> Come on now. That's amazing. Yeah. And so you were brought there for work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yep. Moved there for one of our companies. So it's been fun. So why don't you tell us, Kathy, like what, what do you, cause we got connected, I think, because we're dreamers and <laughs> yeah. speak a lot about that. You do a lot of public engagements, as you said, mm -hmm. which is so cool. Like, tell us a bit about like what you do and like kind of your own dreams, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. So I have actually been a, an entrepreneurship and leadership coach for a long time. I started in sales and through that process started working, helping people start their own businesses and, and through that. And for me, I love creating time and money freedom uh, so that people can do what they want when they want and be able to pursue their dreams. And that was a big factor for me uh, from being younger was uh, I, we were always, I grew up a, a little bit lower income okay. and so time and money were always reasons why we couldn't do things, you know, and it's like, oh, we don't have the money for that. We don't, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I want to be able to do like all these things and see the world and travel. And, uh, and, and, and I had like all these things I had wanted to do. And so that was something that really motivated me to be an entrepreneur, you know, to have my own business so that I was the boss and uh, I could develop that. And 
you know, I, I was very blessed to be able to start that young. Um, yeah. So I've had my own business now for 18 years and through that process have been able to help so many others do the same thing, you know? And so for me, anytime somebody's starting a business, like I do a lot of dream work and I sit down and it's like, okay, we do like a dreams list and we sit down and talk about why. And, and I really want to know their deeper motivations for doing anything because as you know, and I know you guys have already had some episodes um, with fear and adversity. And I mean, you're going to hit uh, blocks in the road, you know, which most people, when they hit those, they're like, oh, okay, like, I guess I'm not supposed to go that way. It's like, no, like, that's just life. And I feel like it's almost testing you to see how badly you want what's on the other side, you know, but you have to have a clear vision of what you want if you're going to get there, you know, and I, I always tell people, I'm like, all those roadblocks, all those challenges, like all of that, it's like, think of like, if you were driving and there was like a detour or a roadblock, like if your GPS knows where it needs to go, it'll reroute. And the same thing with our minds. So a lot of my work um, uh, is, is I, I, I'm very passionate about just having like vision and goals and really understanding the potential and possibilities within each and every one of us. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that seeps into all my work, you know, so yeah. I'm a business consultant, I guess, if you want to label uh, by trade, yeah. I do a lot of work with culture um, teams, a lot of businesses. I do some work with individuals, but mostly with corporations, teams, organizations right. as where most of my work is. Cause especially if you're dealing with, companies and they don't have a clear vision and that's not just one person but a group of people right. and mm -hmm. then they're like where uh like where do we <laughs> i don't know what's happening that could be that could cause some i'm sure chaos and then also just like a lack of purpose within each person yeah yep so high turnover that at least yeah. a lot of high turnover i'm consulting uh i was consulting for a company this past week and yeah. that was a big thing where they're like their most senior person besides the owner has been there a year and like these guys have been open for more than a year <laughs> oh um like five years plus she's like the next senior person six months the other ones and i was like oh my gosh she's like yeah they just deal with so much turnover and you know as i, as I was chatting with them and said okay well what are you know, what are your values? What's your corporate, you know, mission? Like, well, you know, our headquarters is here and I'm like, okay, but that's, that's fine. And you can have that, but locally, like, what do you guys want to provide to the community, you know, here in your area? Yeah. Because when there's, you know, when, when you have that and your people are like, oh, here's what we want to bring to this area of our town. Here's what we want to be known for. Here's how we want to provide value to people. Then they have a deeper sense of purpose that they're more connected to locally. Yeah. And that's exciting, you know, for them to be able to like get up and go to work. And, you know, the, the, the other side that a lot of companies don't think about is the more you know there's this big like taboo of like mixing business and personal life. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the world that we're in more and more people are like longing for connection mm -hmm. and, and they want to belong to something and they want to be, yeah. they don't want to be just a number. Right. So, you know, when you take time to really know your people and, and at least a little bit of like some of their dreams and goals, and you can really connect it to what you're doing and how your job opportunity, your business, your company, whether it's just the financials from it, but if you're actually talking about what they want to do with it and like they want to buy a house, they want to take their family on vacation, they want to, you know, start their own um, business of some sort and be able to talk about those things and make plans with them, they're so much more loyal to you and they're so excited to work with you, for you and build your dream because you're helping them build theirs, yeah. you know? And so that's the, that's something that 
I talk a lot about with executives is, you know, what are you doing with your people? Like, do you know who they are? Do you know why they're working? Um, because the more you know about that, um, you'll see how you're back because you're like, oh, that doesn't have to do with the bottom line. And I'm like, no, actually, you'll see your bank account increase big time when people show up, you know, excited to like be a part of this and give back because of how you're helping them, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, do you think like a lot of CEOs are intimidated at first by the fact that people have dreams that aren't their company or things <laughs> like that? Just because I was thinking that's actually true for my life. I mean, like even just down to the littles of like, I worked at Starbucks for years mm -hmm. and you know, I had a boss there who just understood that I was an actor and that I had rehearsals and stuff. And he was like, mm -hmm. yeah, go do it. And even though Starbucks is not even like his company, but he was like, I felt like our, we had the same retention at our Starbucks for like two years, which for Starbucks is kind of uncommon because like there's right. a high turnover. Mm -hmm. And then even after that, there wasn't that many people who left until he ended up leaving. But I think it's because he understood that I had a dream and that like I was always going to do my best, like be friendly to people and whatever, do like really mm -hmm. good quality work. But I mean, ultimately my dream was somewhere else. So do you think that, I don't know, people are kind of intimidated by that, even though they could maybe sure. find, you know, like, yeah, there's, and theirs, you know? <laughs> You're right on, by the way, with that, because there are, there's different schools of thought, right? Well, there's, there's two things that I see, like, that are very common things. Like, one is that a lot of C-level executives, you know, tend to be like, well, I'm here because I'm the one that's supposed to make the decisions or do this or do that. And they're just, like, very disconnected from their people, like, because they're just like, all right, no, like, what matters is, like, that we get business X, Y, Z here. But the conscious leaders, like, and, and the companies that are really like thriving with culture and retention and growth get that it's beyond that and that we have to serve our people. And there is this fear in old school leadership and it's more the scarcity mindset versus abundance yes. where the scarcity yes. mindset's like, oh, if they achieve their dreams, they're going to leave me. And, and really like what, what I, you know, see in the most successful people and people that I work with is that, well, if you don't like, if they quit and they stay, that's worse. Like if they're mentally checked out and you're paying the money and you're spending resources and they're not even showing up to do, right. you know, what they could be doing, like you're, it's better to get somebody else. Right. And yeah. so I found that in companies that are, it's scary, right. At first, um, and I was, I was actually with a, a group a couple weeks ago, we were, um, we ran a retreat for a group of regional directors for uh, a property management company. And we were talking and I love like their theme of that, their retreat was people first. And we were chatting and at the end I was really acknowledging them. I said, it's amazing to hear you guys talk like this because this isn't normal amongst a lot of executive teams and top tier people. They're like, how do we create more profits? How do we get, you know, like growth with this and that. But instead the theme of their retreat was people first. And it was all centered around that. And, and I shared with them, um, I actually gave them uh, my, my book as a, as a gift. I said, you know, use this. I said, you guys are already conscious people. And so some people are scared to do this with their teams because they don't want their teams to leave. But here's what I know to be true. Like if you really know what your people want, 
and you're helping them get there and you're having plans with them. Like maybe they're only here for three or five more years, uh, but they're here at a different level and they produce so much more and they don't want to leave you empty handed. And so they will work to find a replacement for them. They will work to make that person great because they don't want to leave you stranded because they're so grateful for what you've done for them, you know? And then some people like, stay longer. Like they're doing a lot of their dreams, but their dreams didn't involve them leaving you. Like they love where they're at and they're getting a chance to like do all these other things they wanted to do. And, and they just, you know, people like we're humans, you know, <laughs> and, and unfortunately a lot of businesses are ran like machines. And so they're, you know, again, when they feel like people know them, they feel appreciated, they feel recognized. Um, and you know, they, they really feel like seen, right. Or heard, uh, that's a, that's a deeper level of connection and it's incredible what can happen for your business. But I think that with, uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs, like business people that are, um, yeah, that they're just scared. Maybe they don't have the culture and they're scared to lose people. So they're just trying to, you know, they're like, no, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but it's actually like so outdated. Like you want to talk about those things and people really appreciate that. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that too, because last week, with my friend Tenji, he's a content creator for social media. And he said, it's revolutionary, but I just started, you know, treating people online like people. <laughs> like, you know, like I would, like if they would comment or whatever, I would try to reply back. Or like, you know, like if they like right. DM me, I would try to like, and just the, he said the growth that he experienced even over social media, and that's just social media, let alone your mm -hmm. business, let alone with people you're genuinely talking to every day like, right. <laughs> in your work environment, treating them like people and understanding like their deeper value, which I think is also really cool that you started off by saying like your kind of why, as it were, is that you grew up in a situation where you wanted that financial freedom and then you're like allowing other people to receive that, which is mm -hmm. really like, I think that's a beautiful dream because you're giving people like, I don't know, such a gift, you know, because I feel like a lot of us are really bogged down by finances mm -hmm. and the trap yeah. of, of that, which I can relate to as an actor. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it sucks because there's so many talented people like yourself and I mean, yes. all different industries and, you know, especially like uh, for me, like I love the arts. Like I'm a huge yeah. supporter of the arts. I love theater. I love music. I love <laughs> And it's so sad to see people who are given these unbelievable gifts and talents and it's so shut down because their family is like, no, go get a real job. No, go do this. You know? And it's like, you can, you can actually, you know, have it all. And now, um, will, do you need to have a plan? Like if you want certain things, if you like, there's ways to do it, but I just, it bothers me when people like shut down a part of them that brings them so alive, you know? Yeah. And I feel like for us on this planet, like, people are like, Oh, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? And there's so many different like thought patterns on that. And for me, I'm like, I just feel that it's to find that, that what makes you come alive. Like you're supposed yeah. to shine as brightly as possible while you're on this planet, you know? Uh, and, and whatever that is and finding those things that make you come alive. Uh, and when you do that, it inspires other people to want to do the same, you know? And I think if more people were living in their truth, we're living in their path and we're like, what is it that makes them happy? What brings joy and bringing more of that into their life. And it doesn't necessarily mean quitting their job, but like adding dance classes or acting classes or doing like my friend started doing uh, improv classes around her real estate, yes. 
uh, and just like having more laughter and joy and just doing things, giving yourself permission to like have fun. Revolutionary. What? I know. It is so interesting though, because like, um, and I, I think what you're saying about having a plan and all of that is, is really important because it, yeah, I just feel like what has happened to a lot of people is they get, like you were saying at the very beginning, like pretty discouraged from the first time that something mm. comes up against that thing. So it's like, oh, like maybe this is, this is like a sign from God or from life or something that I'm not supposed to do this, but actually like, no, pretty mm. much anybody who has like done something worth doing, like that they've like really wanted to do. And it's, it's like grown, has had some oh, adversity yeah. come up. 100%. So how do you coach people to like keep pursuing things through that adversity? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, by the way, in my, in my book, so it's three parts that are in there. The first part is all about what do you want? And why do you want it? It's a lot of fun. And I recommend for people to do that. And even if you don't read the book, I have a free gift, um, that if you just go on my website and I can say that at the end, like, yes. um, the, we'll it's a seven step. Yeah. It's a little seven step um, workbook you can download and do, but do it. It's so yeah. fun. Okay. I'm excited. And, and that like first part, like just gets your juices going, you know? And it's like, what do you want? What do you want it? The second part of my actual book is all about like, how do you like the strategy, um, breaking down goals and just a lot of things I've done with clients, things that were done with me early on that have helped me, um, you know, achieve a lot of uh, my goals and dreams. And so that process is like the how to. And then the last part is all about what you were just asking. And I'm going to share some things, but it's how do you sustain it, right? Like, how do you actually go do it? Because the fact is you could have this like a beautiful dream. You have all the tools, you have this potential. You're like, yes, like I'm going to go do this. But you know what? if you're in the wrong environment, you're not going to grow into what you were able to be. Like, just think about plants, you know, think about, so like, if you just like leave, you plant this seed and never nourish it and it doesn't get sunlight or, or gets too much sunlight, depending on what kind of plant it is, like the thing's yeah. going to die. Um, so are you as a person, like as an individual, are you in the right environment for growth and for these things to happen? Right. And, and for me, there's different factors. Like you have to look at your internal and external environments and really check your energy, you know, because, uh, internally there's so much going on, um, uh, you know, yeah. emotionally, mentally, and, and making sure like as simple as are we taking care of ourselves physically? Uh, what are we putting into our bodies? Because that affects us. Um, whether you think it does or doesn't like what you're putting into your body affects you. It affects your hormones. It affects, um, you know, like even depression, it can cause sickness and like really slow you down. And so being conscious of that. So simple things is like water, sleep, breathing, you know, putting nutrients into your body somehow, even if you don't like healthy food, find a way to sneak nutrients in. I've got lots of ways. Um, uh, and then, uh, and so looking at that, but knowing that your energy is not just physical, it's also emotional, it's mental, it's spiritual. Mm -hmm. So do you have practices and something super simple are morning practices, right? That help you so like help your mind stay focused on what needs to happen. I don't know if you've heard of and um, uh, you know, uh, Hal Elrod, he's an international uh, bestseller. He wrote the book called Miracle Morning. And how um, I met him selling Cutco many, many years ago. Uh, he's unbelievable. And, and he, he, you know, wrote this book that is just, it's huge. And you can check it out, Miracle Morning. 
but it's so simple. And he said, this saved my life. It's called the savers, his morning practice. Yeah. And he's like, you know, silence in the morning, whether it's meditation, prayer, whatever it is, that's the S. A is for affirmations, you know, and there's like cool apps and things, but like having those things that you look at of like, I'm going to be the, you know, whatever actress or I'm going to be in this or whatever. And just looking at stuff and then, and then actual visualization and not just like visualizing, but feeling it like it's already happens, like your body feeling it. Yeah. Because when your mind like sees it and feels it, like, it's like, all right, like now let's go, you know, like, let's get, like, it already knows, like, that's where we're going, you yeah. know? And it's, it's, people can look at it and be like, oh, whatever, who like, there's so much science. Like I can sit here and just start giving you a bunch of science, like studies on like how the brain works. And that's why even virtual reality, like you put something on and you're like, oh my God, you know, you know, it's not real. You're like sitting in your freaking living room, but your brain still feels like <laughs> yeah. it's happening. It it doesn't know. Yeah. It doesn't like your brain doesn't know the difference like when it when it sees things it's like real like the receptors so anyway I'm not a, a scientist but there's so much science behind it it's incredible that it shows the power of that you know and so he has a V for visualization uh, E for exercise uh, R for reading and then S for scribing for journaling and it's just some of the best practices of the most successful people when you study of people who have achieved at the highest levels, like they all had different forms of practices that kept them focused. Yeah. And so whether it was meditating, journaling, you know, extra, whatever it is, or a combination, right? Typically it's multiple of these. He was like, well, I'm going to do all of these every day in the morning to kick my day off and just start transforming my mind because we're the ones that stop ourselves the most from getting to where we want to go. Like the fact is like life is going to, like there's just so much shit that's going to happen. We already know that. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know that, know that there's a lot of shit that's going to go down and keep you from getting to where you want to go. <laughs> so, yes, indeed. but it's up to us to, to, to be, have, you know, train our minds, our emotions to be strong enough to be like, no, like we're getting there. So what's, what, what's the new plan? You know, like I've got to reroute here and, and something to achieve that. Like one, there's like your, your internal you know, coaching and what you're doing for yourself. Um, but then there's also external, right? And so I mentioned the environment, um, the external environment, like who's around you? What's your circle of influence? Do you have great mentors? Do you have great coaches? You know, do you, or is all you have in your circle, the people that are constantly telling you like how this is a dumb idea. You need yeah. to like be more practical. You need to be more realistic. You need to get da da da. Yeah. And, and you know, like, that's not like, if you want to go somewhere, like you have to limit your time with those people, ideally eliminate those people from your life. But there are some that are family or loved ones that you can't like eliminate. Yeah. Um, but you, you want to limit your time with them. Like I, I had to, um, uh, literally like limit time with, uh, family members that were just like negative Nancy's and just were always like, what are you doing? And like, you're working too much. Like when I was younger and I was like, look, I'm, th there's, there's a life that I want and I'm willing to put in the time now to create it. And if you're not going to be supportive, like I just can't talk to you that much because every time I talk to you, it brings my energy down and it slows me down, yeah. you know? And so I would really appreciate your love and support and just, Kat, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of how hard you're working. And like, that's what I need from you. Or I just, I can't talk to you that much. Yeah. Uh, and I had to really identify in my life, like who were the givers of energy who were the takers of energy and, and, and really be strategic and intentional about how my time was going to them, yeah. you know? And so that's really important if you're like out trying to achieve things, like 
the people around you that what, what's going into your head? Who's, who's feeding you, right? Yeah. So what are you feeding yourself? But then also, what are you allowing to be around you? Um, and when it comes to like adversity and like the bullshit that life brings, you know, understanding that one, like there's hurting people that hurt others. And so there's just crap that's going to happen. That's just not fair. It's not fun, you know, that no one should have to deal with. Right. And then there's things that are totally out of our control, like earthquakes and hurricane and just like things that happen that you're like, like you couldn't have controlled it. Right. And so too many people allow things they can't control to like take over their life, you know, and just like keep them in these like crazy depressions and really hold them back, you know, from where they could be. And, and so it's important. And I always share with people, like when it comes to adversity, like first you have to know that it's part of the game, you know, like pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. <laughs> uh, so yeah, really I love understand that. that. Um, the second thing is like you have to prepare mentally for it, you know, like cultivate. And I think through the meditation, through reading, through coaches, you're able to cultivate this emotional intelligence, this strength, this courage that really will get you through things. And so before it hits, like, are you preparing yourself? Are you strengthening your mind? Are you strengthening your soul? Right. Um, uh, you know, the third thing I tell people is like, choose to like learn or strengthen from adversity. Like every time something happens, say, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I strengthen from this? Right. And I'm not saying that everything happens to us for a good reason, but you know, when we experience things, could we choose to grow stronger? You know, could we help somebody else on their journey, um, by being that example, you know, for them? Um, and I think that's been a huge thing for me. Um, that's a, a, another key I tell people is like, learn from others who have overcome adversity. There's so many inspiring people that overcame like what seemed like insurmountable, uh, you know, like just like crazy things that seem like there's no way they're going to be able to like overcome this. Right. And, and instead of them surrendering, you know, to their adversities, like they triumphed over them and they accomplished incredible things that other people might've said, like, that's absolutely impossible, you know? Uh, so are, are you, are you like looking at that? Like, I love seeing those stories. I'm so inspired by them. And I'm like, okay, they have to do all these things, you know? And when you look at people, I think about actors, you know, like I've had actors that I coached, right? And I'm like, look at Lucille Ball. Look at like, there were people like that were just like rejected and, and, and even, you know, someone like a Walt Disney who was, you know, had just this great idea and this artist and people thought he was crazy and look what he created because he just didn't give up on his dream, you know? And so I love seeing all those stories of people who just never gave up. And the big thing that I shared before is you have to enlist support from the right people. You know, you have to have a great support system of friends and family to help keep you on track. Um, so that's really important. But those are some of the concepts I always share. Um, and that's something that, you know, if people want to dive deeper, like is also um, uh, in that last third of the book is all about uh, internal environment, external environment, your circle of influence, like tips to overcome adversity and how you get through it. Because um, you know, it starts with vision, a clear vision, because if you don't have a clear vision, like when things get tough, you're, you're going to get lost and you don't even know where you're going. So you have to know where you're going. You have to have a plan, but then you have to be flexible and know that the plan is going to change because <laughs> the crap's going to get in the way. absolutely going to change. And, uh -huh. but it, but, but I think it's more so about having the goal in the first place than it is about 
sticking to it in a way like I mean sticking to it but like you know what I mean like it's it gets you moving yeah it's gonna move and I, I just love what you're saying about the environment because like yeah last week we were definitely talking about which voices we should allow into our mm -hmm. basically into our heads because you know there right. are like you say the people around you who are even like family who you love but they're like and I, I don't know, you're saying, like you say, like hurt people hurt people, but also sometimes I think it's a fear on their part of like, uh, like maybe they really love you and they just, they're, they would be scared in your situation, even though you're not. And you're like, well, you're kind of putting that on me, but okay. <laughs> you know, and, and there's, there's all kinds of reasons why people, I don't know, like they don't want to live, I guess their fullest life or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like you're saying, come alive fully, maybe their own dreams were dashed and, it just kind of comes out like, well, we got to be practical. And it right. is funny, like about acting, like when I was in university, my first year, my professor, I mean, to be fair, she's a theater professor, so she's smart <laughs> to do this, but she sat us down and she talked about how, um, at least from our university, the same amount of grads of the theater program were getting jobs as opposed to other areas too, like the psychology or, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, some of the sciences. Like we always think of like the arts as like a not practical job or whatever, but actually we were given, like we had the same amount of grads getting jobs. So maybe mm -hmm. uh, depending on like what you're talking in, in terms of financials might've been a bit very like, they might vary a bit, but like, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting how even conceptually, like we want to shut down that idea before, like we're even in like at university, like people have already been told, oh, you can't do this as a career. It's like, wow, right. like you have not, you're just starting and you're already, <laughs> you're already like on a, the wrong foot in a way because somebody has already told you this is dumb to get a degree in this or whatever it might mm -hmm. be. Right. So it's kind of sad the, <laughs> the kinds of voices that, will come up and, and even from family who really like, maybe even mostly from family who really love you, but they're just, and it's, and, and you have to learn to like filter the voices because when the family's like, Oh my gosh, no, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's not that they don't believe in you. It's that they love and care about you and they want the best for you. And they think that this safe path is the best path, even though it might not be for you. And so I had to learn too to respect that as I was going to do the things I wanted to do that weren't secure because I've never been an employee uh, and I've never had a stable paycheck and I've never had like health insurance and benefits because I've been my own boss and yeah. so I created that. But that was scary, you know, for family um, and especially family that works so hard to like, you know, be, you know, have a stable check and, you know, moved here to the States to have more opportunity and give us opportunity. And then they're like, how are you just, just winging it, not knowing, you know, and it's like, well, like, I know that like, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to make shit happen. So like, I'll be fine. That's also why, like, that's also, I feel like quite an American dream that way that you can't right. actually do that. Like, I know I'm Canadian, so fair enough. But, you know, I just yeah. feel like that's kind of the thing is like the fact that you're, you're able to do whatever you choose, actually, like, mm -hmm. that's kind of like the cool thing. And I love yeah. that you have the freedom to do that. And I relate to the whole check to check thing and the uh, like what's going on. <laughs> Ultimately too, though, it's like, like I can just sense from you that you're just like so happy with like giving that joy to people. And that's like important to you at a deeper level. And For I sure. think that's so important. And, 
And then how many of us are doing something kind of more safe, but ultimately like missing out on like true living, sort of like how you're right. seeing certain employees, you know, like parts of you die. Be there, <laughs> but they're like not really there. And then other employees like are fully alive in there. Like, and, and even if they leave after five years, but they'll try to like help you out and stuff. Like mm -hmm. the attitude is so different. The kind of quality, the quality really is just going to be so different. Mm -hmm. And I think like for us, quality of life, like it's important to do something that we really like enjoy. And like you say, have fun too. And it'll be hard obviously, but um, yeah. So that's just so interesting. And um, particularly to what you're talking about, about the mental toughness, like I really relate mm -hmm. and the emotional intelligence. Uh, I had an experience the other day, to be fair, what you're saying about my health didn't sleep enough that week. Uh, let's be clear, like could have had some better nutrition, a little more water. <laughs> I know that's true. But it was just amazing because yeah, I was like running my show that I'm, I'm currently in a, in a theater show. Mm -hmm. and we were running it and I have definitely the most lines and that's fine like and it's it's a very talky sort of show which is also fine and I'm in a British accent which is whatever but <laughs> so it, fun. it was super, it's super fun but we were doing it and um yeah it was the first time like we have like an off book deadline where we're not supposed to be on our scripts but they will still like uh if you call line they'll say it for you but then we have like an off book off book deadline where you can't call line anymore and mm -hmm. so we were doing the run of the show. We did like a whole run. And we were going to do it again. So uh, we did the first one. I was like, oh, you know what? I actually felt like I did pretty good with that. So I'm going to, you know, go do a second, second one. And I'm not going to like kind of look at my script because I need to just sort of trust mm -hmm. myself and let it, which were all true things. And then we get to like halfway through the second run. And there's this one line that I'd been working pretty, pretty well. And I don't know, it had been trickier for me. And then all of a sudden I'm on stage <laughs> And I just like, I just couldn't think of it. And I was like, okay, remember your training. So do the breathing. Is it coming? I just couldn't think of it. I was like, I don't even know the concept. And I just like, my brain kind of went, I don't know it. Like I just sort of gave up sort of mentally. And I just was like, it was amazing to me, especially because I would consider myself like a fairly confident person, but I mean, human, mm -hmm. like we're human. But I just like the place I went to emotionally, like right away was like, so funny like it was like like fear and embarrassment and frustration and anger I mean, that's our nature <laughs> i know and i was like what is going on like and it really took me like i i ended up just skipping a bit forward and it didn't literally affect anyone at all like everyone was fine like they were like it's gonna like janessa you have a ton of lines don't worry about it and we're still we're in rehearsals like if you can't mess up in rehearsals you know what I mean? Like, then like, what's the point? Like, really? Like, cause that's like, we're trying to prep for a show and it's also live theater and things happen. So, but the mm -hmm. place I went to mentally was so funny that like I left and I was like, you know, I kind of feel like crying, but at the same time, I just don't want to cry because I don't want to validate this feeling of like, oh, anger and frustration and blah, blah, blah. Because I just thought, you know, it's just a line. Like, why does our mm -hmm. brain go there right away like it's somehow a self-worth thing instantly you know what I mean like I was literally just like going along doing my script and then all of a sudden now I'm having these inner turmoil deep thoughts about like why do I feel so stupid and it's just funny how the the like basically what I I ended up doing is just the 
the mental connection that I had just to go, wait a second. It's not that my feelings aren't valid because yeah, it's like totally fine to be a human, but also like, and, and give myself that grace, but also realize like, yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. a line. And like, you don't need to be like embarrassed or have like anger towards yourself for that, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just funny and I'm sure that, I mean, that's acting, but I'm sure every single kind of career has different things where they just have a moment they go whoa like suddenly like no longer just like a I don't know you're going through your day and then it's something really hits you and you're like I don't know like why this is so attached to me but it just is Mm -hmm. you know and having that I think mental toughness to go okay like emotion is gonna come and go but like what's true here like what's actually happening Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have adversity it's part of the game but like you say like I love what you said that um, suffering is kind of a choice. Like you don't have Mm -hmm. to stay there. You can be there, but you don't have to stay there. And wow, that's powerful for me. And I think for a lot of actors, because especially in the arts, I feel like things like depression and stuff, because we're we're dealing with emotion all the time. That's like our job. So to then what's going to happen is that mental, like if you don't have that strength ahead of time, it's yeah it can be really Mm -hmm. I think quite dangerous because it's like a sort of an uneven job that way like you're yeah you can't you can't just uh have a day where you're not fully showed up like you have to be fully Mm -hmm. here mentally like technically you could show up in your pajamas but you still have to mentally really be there you know whereas Mm -hmm. other things I feel like you could dress up really nice but not mentally be there you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it's just one of those what you're sharing is everywhere i think that we see it and we hear it in the arts more because they're more in the limelight you know and so we see actors and we see you know because all eyes are on them and so you see it in the tabloids you see things happening and you know people feeling certain or suffering you know and the depression and all these things but that's humans i mean we see it everywhere they're just people don't know who they are, you know, they're just like an executive at some company, you know, and nobody knows them versus like, you know, the actor that we see on TV. Um, but really, you know, knowing that like everyone's going through that. And I think, you know, what you said was so powerful and it's something I'm, I'm, I constantly and talking to people that I work with and coach, it's like, when you feel feelings, like it's okay. Like don't beat ourselves up. We're human. And I, I love, you know, that you made that statement and it's so brilliant to, to really own that and say like, okay, I'm feeling this, like own where you're at. Like, don't dismiss it. Don't like just say like, okay, I'm feeling this. Like, why am I feeling this? Okay. This is not true. Like I'm actually really smart and it's just a line and, um, all right, you know, and then move on. Um, but it's like, feel it, like own it and let it go. Um, uh, you know, like identify where it's coming from and be like, "Mm -mm, that's not true. Um, and let it go, you know, versus allowing it to just like fester and be like, Oh, but you're you're like, Oh my God, maybe I am dumb. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, uh, like, (laughs) and I think what helped me personally was with the other thing you mentioned though, the environment of encouragement. Cause I said, I was like, okay. And I called my boyfriend and he was just kind of like, gave me like a, almost like a sports pep talk. He's like, this is time to give up girl. You got this, you know? What I mean? And like, I went for a walk too. So that was like a health thing. And, and just oh, yeah. allowed it to, like, that was my way to process to kind of go, okay. Mm-hmm. 
okay I, and like sometimes the best thing would be to cry like sometimes the best thing would be to just let out that emotion and move on for me, I was just like you know I, yeah something about it was like that felt like me overcoming that moment like just to be like hey all right I can do this and and have some good some good words spoken over me and then just go for a walk and like you say like let it go because there's just I feel like not enough time for me to fester onto like a line like one line you know and for sure I mean it would be bigger things obviously across different um jobs and such but for me that's what it came down to is just realizing okay it's actually not as big as I'm making it (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. let this go I don't need to be discouraged about it and yeah and then kind of move forward from there so Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah I'm so excited to read your book now (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so important that we do just like uh yeah put in these practices to, so that when, when when these moments come even though because I had no idea I thought it would just like I mean it was so small but it felt so big at the time for a moment I was like whoa mm-hmm. and um you just don't know when that's going to come up and so you want to be prepared ahead of time mentally yeah. Prepared. for sure yeah. yeah um yeah. what advice Kathy do you have for dreamers like if you were to give like anyone who's listening one piece of advice for like they want to pursue their dreams I know that's such a big Mm -hmm. question but what's your number one piece of advice um get a plan you know like I feel like a lot of the dreamers out there they just they keep dreaming and they never do anything because they don't have someone help them with that so I see it's so funny because it's like talking to different groups right so for my like doers I'm like you need to dream a little more (laughs) and then for my dreamers I'm like we need to do a little more like you have got all these great ideas and and that you know so I think that it's it's um you know taking time to like do you know like have like I love dream sessions you know that's something that I'm super huge on and you'll see that in my book and in a little worksheet that everybody can like download for free um and and so dream away but then look at your dreams and actually give it timelines like decide like and not all of them but when I do a dreams list now I look at it and go okay what are the ones that I'm like those would be nice and what are the ones that I'm like these are how happening so identifying your non-negotiables and then look at them and go when do I want to do these because if you don't actually ever give them a date or a time like most will never happen so it's like okay I want to do this in the next 10 years I'd love to do this in the next three to five I'd love to do this this year I want to do these like in my lifetime doesn't matter when they happen but like I want to do them so just giving them timeline so that way you know what to focus on for this year you know but also your three to five year goals might have some action items that need to start happening now in order for those to happen right like i want to buy this like property out in puerto rico which is where i'm from and that was like okay within the next five years i want to i want to buy this piece of land that i want to build on and in order for me to do that, there's action steps that I have to start doing now, like save a certain amount, you know, so that I can be able to buy this huge property. Yeah. So you'll be able to look at things, but it lets you, once you give it timeline, like give your dreams timelines, like actually decide, like, I'm, I want to do this this year, or I want to do this in the next five years. Yeah. Um, and so that way you can actually um, have somebody to help you make a plan. Yeah. And, I, and I feel that that's the, you know, disconnect. And I, I work with a lot. I've worked with so many, so many artists and I'm so thankful that they came across my path, like through different programs and just cause they needed to make quick money. And so I bumped into them in like sales, uh, like oh, one of our companies is a sales 
direct sales company and, and they came in, you know, and I, I've worked with so many uh, artists of all types and they're like, well, you know, I'm going to be an artist or I'm, a, I'm an actress or, you know, I'm not really a business person. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's be a business creating, as an actor. yeah, I'm like, you're always going to sell yourself, right? Yeah. As an actor or artist, whatever you're selling yourself, you're selling your work, yeah. you know, like if you're actually designing stuff, like you're selling your work, unless you just want to sit somewhere and make stuff and never get paid for it. Yeah. Like actually being able to like learn how to sell you and what you have. Um, but also like putting things to a plan, you know, and like a lot of them like have all these great ideas, but they've never had the like structure of like, okay, like let's break down goals. And so I think that learning how to break things down and knowing the small action steps required, like one of my um, students, she wanted to have her own art studio and you know, all these things she wanted to have, which she accomplished. And it was awesome to watch her through the years do that. But it was breaking down, okay, what's needed, right? Like, what kind of a space do you want? Like, what are you going to want? What are you going to, how much is it going to cost? Okay, let's break it down. How many years will that take? How many pieces of art do you need to create to have your first show? How many, you know, and so just like making a, a plan around it. And so now she knew, okay, every month I need to create like something to add to this collection, you know, and then by here I'll be able to have like a full exhibit um, uh, type thing. So yeah, just getting somebody like not being afraid to ask for help uh, to get strategy, you know, tips and strategies so that you can put those dreams into reality. Cause that's a really cool uh, when you're able to see and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I dreamed about it's this. Really like, happening. Yeah. Like, it's really real. Yeah. It's amazing. Like it brings me to tears. Like just seeing when people get there, they're like, ah, like this is something I dreamed about forever. And, and, and there's so many dreams that are, they're so they're so like they can, they're so easy to become a reality if there was just a plan and some discipline. Uh, but people just don't make a plan. Ooh, and yeah. uh, all of a sudden it's like 10 years later, I could have done that like within two years. Um, but because there wasn't a plan or discipline, because sometimes you make a plan, but then you don't stick to it. Yeah. Then, then that's lacking, you know? So I think that you dream, you have a plan and you discipline yourself to take action. Like yeah. it's incredible the things that you can create. Yeah. Simple, and you heard it here first, everyone. Make a plan. I just love it. It's so practical. I love it. Let's make it. Yes, I think it's so good. And I think maybe too, like if people just don't, I don't know, you have to validate your dream first. You have to know that like, it's okay. So it recognize that you have the dream and then like make a plan to make it real or it's just always going to stay in the dreamland. And I love that you said that because I do feel like that is a difference sometimes. I, I meet a lot of people who, I love, and they're, they're, they're really talented too, but like, are you really going after it? Or is it just like a, a little fun thing we talk about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's make it happen. I love that. Yeah. Um, yep. Sure. So, okay. Thank you so much, Kathy. Please play. Yes. I want everyone to know <laughs> about you. So um, you have some websites, you have your book. Yeah. The best thing, if you go to kathychristen.com, like it has links to, cause I have uh, two other companies. We do all of our consulting through Elevated You. Uh, I help people start businesses. The startgirl.com is my website. And for people who like want to start their own business of any kind, um, from boutique fashion shops to like, <laughs> uh, engineering firms, like, I mean, doesn't matter, um, but just kind of the how-tos, like the first steps on how to start a business. Yeah. Uh, so that's there. But if you just go to my website, kathychristen.com, and it's Kathy with a C, C-A-T-H-Y, yeah. and then Kristen, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N, yeah. um, kathychristen.com, you'll see tabs for the other things there and uh, the free workbook 
book uh, that I was sharing, the free ebook. Uh, it's just like eight pages, uh, but it has the seven steps to live a life you love. A really fun exercise to do for yourself, to do with your partner. Um, and then if there are people on your team or people you work with, like it's just neat because you're able to like have a deeper sense of connection with people when you know some of those like goals and hopes and dreams and you know fears. Like there's just a deeper level of intimacy that you'll share with them. Yeah. And it's some stuff that some people never know about each other. You're like, oh my God, I have no idea. Like you wanted to do that. Uh, so it's really, it's really neat. Um, and I think it brings like home and personal relationships alive as well as uh, work, the workplace. So that's there. That's a free gift. So you can, you know, grab that. And then uh, it has a link on my website too, to the books on Amazon and also not to you. So you have it and you can check it out, but um, yeah, some cool and stuff, social, but everything you do. Yes. Just add Kathy Christian. Um, it's, it's actually, oh, I'm glad you said that. It's at Kathy V. My, my maiden name is Vasquez. Okay. Uh, so it's at Kathy V. Kristen is my Instagram and, and my Facebook as well. Okay, cool. So that people yeah. can, people can yeah. on there. Cause I post uh, a lot of these podcast things on Instagram. So they might just link right on over and okay. then they can go to your website from there. Cause they should check That's it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming, you. Kathy. I'm just so glad that we found each other. Like I really, yes. it's so wonderful that you have to find me on 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 the podcast and on instagram and everything and i'm just so glad you could make the time for us and give us all of your wisdom and um yeah just oh i love you <laughs> it's like it was so hour. great to chat <laughs> hang out virtually <laughs> yes but. absolutely and any 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 way i can support or help um you can reach me on instagram i'm i will be slowing down a bit the next couple months i'm usually on the go like right now i'm on the road for three weeks but i've got this uh uh, this little guy uh, is coming. <laughs> so He's coming to town um, uh, end of the year. So I will be kind of hanging. We we're stalking each other's Instagram. <laughs> I was like, girl, you're pregnant. So happy for you. <laughs> so cool. Another dream. And look, it's happening. It's real. I know. That's I know. Awesome. It's happening. It's so wild. <laughs> so yeah, reach out. And then um, Instagram for anyone who wants to chat. Instagram and Facebook. I'm probably on Facebook more, which I'm okay. now trying to be on Instagram more. And then LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn yeah. is uh, something that I'm now trying to realize. I've been very like pen and paper CEO for most of my life. And then the last two years, I'm like, okay, I need to get on social media yeah. and be out yeah. there. So I'm like, or I'm going to be like a dinosaur and super extinct in the business world. So right. Right. fair enough. But <laughs> not that extinct though, because you really, you found me via Instagram. And I know. I'm getting, I'm getting coaching. I'm getting coaching on like, you know, how to, how to be out there in the online world um, and make friends. So I would have literally like months ago, I'm like, what? No, I, I can't, like, I don't know them. <laughs> and they're like, you and now, network. Here like, we are. network. I'm like, yeah, I network at events. <laughs> and they're like, well, the world we live in now, you network on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. but awesome what well, was wonderful chatting with you yeah, you too uh, and I wish all yeah all you listeners out there like make sure and I love what you're doing Janet that you're bringing this with you know cup of gin and you know just these really like great pieces of wisdom and inspiration and motivation as you guys are going out there to like 
you know, live a life you love. Like that's what I'm all about um, is people living a life they love and pursuing their dreams. And, um, and you can, you can do all the things, you know, um, and maybe not all at the same time, uh, but you know, it's like you focus on one thing, build it and then add another thing and build it. And, you know, but when it comes to the different areas of your life outside professional, like what are you doing to feed your adventure goals and your legacy goals and your learning goals and like just things that really uh, have you at your best and where you don't look back and go, I never had time to do these things or I never took time to do that. And so I just wish you guys a ton of adventure and fun. Uh, and hopefully you have some great tools that can help you also have the practical cause I'm the, the get shit done, uh, woman. <laughs> I love about you. Cause I mean, we need to, like, it's good. It's a good match. I think really. For sure. Awesome. So. Oh, well, I wish you a great day. Have fun in California. Get that beach Thank light you. on. Oh, I'm, I'm headed there. <laughs> See right. you, girl. Bye. Bye.